Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Hello everybody. Welcome ladies, gentlemen and monoliths to that 6++ Plus Show. I'm your host Tom. I'm back in Cambridge where the internet is awful, so I reserve the right to disappear at any given moment. My team will cover for me. That's what they do. They're good people uh, and they've been doing it for a long time now, so this is not news to them. We are here tonight to talk... The sorts of things you talk about when you should have had a date slate and you haven't, and you're still waiting, uh, jonesing, jonesing for balance. We just want that sweet hit of balance. We haven't had it yet, um, and we're just going to keep on waiting and making do in the meantime. It's tragedy. I didn't realise I looked in a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I like that. Uh, so yeah, we'll be tonight we'll be chatting Elvio. We're going to be talking about some stuff that went down involving Monoliths. I'm sure you've already heard about. We've got some top tips, strategic tips from you in, in dealing with that in the future. We're going to talk a little bit about the meta generally uh, as we get ready for the slate. And then we're going to talk about Dark Angels. Dark Angels had some rules out. I'm sure you've seen some of them. Um, and I guess we can... Do an autopsy on that and how we feel about that. I've got a little bit of lore for you towards the end. And then we're going to do some podcast questions. As we say every week, should be a short, snappy show. As happens every week, it will be long and indulgent and windy and who knows what's going to happen. But we'll do what we can. So, who have I got with me tonight? Well, first, as ever, is my dear leader, Chris. Chris, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm excellent. Pumped up. Pumped up on hams, as always. Nice, nice, nice. And have you done anything new in your hobby life, Chris? Um, I have. I've been painting World Eaters. Yes. Because um, we might well be taking them to teams, undecided at the moment. We could. Um, on the we've list. got three people who are up for taking um, World Eaters. I'm the only one with a World Eaters army. So <laughs> I'd be able to take them, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we I go. also don't have World Eaters. Yeah. So I'm painting them. <laughs> um, I gave myself the weekend to get as many of my, or to get like the eight bounds as ready as I can. So they've kind of got base coats, washes, and they're fully based. So as and when I can be bothered, I'll be able to return to them and do all the pretty highlights. And I've given myself this week to get the base colours down on the Berserkers, which is just a copious amount of gold trim. And then um, the next week would be the 10 Jackals and the two characters um, and base, just base colours, really. Um, So hopefully we don't end up taking them and then I don't have to worry about this sort of stuff. But in case I do... Well, in case we do, I have been working on that. Bring it to practice and we can see if anyone falls in love, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then on top of that, I've been building some Old World um, because we are, of course, um, as you've seen on our Instagram story, we are going to be taking the plunge. I'm going to ruin anything, but February the 15th, phew, keep those calendars be there, boys and girls, be there. because there it's is be going to be something. Hopefully. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen on February the 15th, day after Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. most exciting thing. You have no Can't idea. wait. Yeah. Awesome. And which, uh, are, are, actually, you're not going to give away what you're building yet, are you? You can keep that, keep <laughs> no. that close no. to your chest. All I'll say is that <laughs> it's causing me a great deal of stress trying to work out the whole game. <laughs> I've just, okay. I literally cannot, I mean, I've started to get there now, but I'm not happy. I'm not happy, Tom. Okay. Nothing, okay. Not, it's not genuinely clicked with me. Maybe it's because I'm trying to avoid Sotek Green. I don't know. Um, everything that isn't Your life suddenly gets a lot more complicated. 
It does, yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Not Sotek Green? Don't, don't stand. And this army doesn't feel like a Sotek Green kind of army. No, it doesn't. I agree. Um, it doesn't. It could be in there, but it wouldn't be the thing. I did buy yeah. some new paints today. Some new blues. Don't worry, they'll be blue. Um, <laughs> some blues I didn't have. They of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, bought some of that. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We will see. Ah, mystery. Well, we'll wait and see about that. Um, I'm also joined that, as you can hear, by Davey. Davey, how are you, mate? Oh, hello, everyone. Lovely to see you all. I am good. I am on the back end of COVID, still struggling oh. along, but uh, but doing okay, doing all right. I've just got the sore throat now, so I'm going to radically be muting myself to cough into the void. Um, speaking of the void... See you later, Tom. Right on. Um, seeing you. Tom's just uh, phasing out. Uh, if you can all check three inches behind you. Uh, to <laughs> Contemporary joke. Back he again. He, you just phased back in. Three Your story inches. was so so boring, I cut out. That's fair. That's absolutely right. <laughs> um, other than that, though, I've been uh, just basically patiently waiting for the balanced data slate whilst doing YouTube videos. Uh, so I've done two videos, which I'll shamelessly plug now. One of them was an interview with JP uh, after he got third place mm -hmm. at the Nottingham Super Major, which was really, really, a really great chat. Um, yep. And the other one was uh, my experience of taking Unending Swarm, having seen Sam Pope do so well with it at uh, LVO. I thought, hey, I should probably jump on this horse now and uh, decided that uh, decided to, to get that video out there. It's a... Uh, uh, I, I just took it the week before, and I think it's a really fun, really interesting detachment. It sounds disastrous to run, but actually, watch the video, guys. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's exciting. We'll see if you can get some more people on the gaunt wagon. I'm sure you can. Absolutely. Um, I'm also joined tonight by Ed. Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you very much. Wonderful. Is there anything new in your hobby life? Uh, I've also been doing videos. Um, I'm so sick of recording. <laughs> yes. Because... We, you may yes. have noticed that Dark Angels have got a book coming out, and we had have. two codexes come out at the same time. So for cracking the codex, we decided that this is Admech week. Um, so every day, Monday through <laughs> Friday, there is a crack in the codex Admech. And you might say, insanity. How long does it take you to record, like, you know, prepare and record those? Way too long. So, uh, yeah, just, just watch them all. <laughs> leave leave nice comments and, uh, yeah. and, and give me thumbs up as validation for... <laughs> The lack of sleep I've been getting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, of all the codexes to slave away on for a week, the Admech one is, is a tough The tough most gig, interesting. So well, done, well done for doing that. Yeah, the most fascinating. I actually quite enjoyed book to gray, I, The, the more I've looked at it, the more I've appreciated it, uh, genuinely. And yeah. I think if they get some. I, I know, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. It's a I grower, think I think. If they get some interesting points changes come not probably not Thursday, <laughs> probably next Thursday, um, then, yeah. you know, we'll be. I won't be doing them. The models are too spindly for me to want to lug around in a box, and they are such a like high pound per point army. That's, yeah, I just uh, it's and sometimes there's an army that just doesn't you know you don't vibe with, so it's not for me. Yeah, Do they tune have, in this time like next a... month when Ed has a full admic army. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a melee one in there? I always liked Riser in admic. That was always the one that appealed to me. The <sighs> combat one. Yes. <laughs> There's a melee-ish one, so okay. you you can uh, and I've I've purged it. I purged the databanks after recording the video, um, but you will see. I believe it's the one that comes out uh, on Thursday. 
Um, one of the detachments, you can pick one of two buffs at the start of the game. You either get extra mm -hmm. AP at half range, or you get plus one strength and plus one attack on the charge, oh. which is pretty cool. It's restricted to a very small handful of units, ah. which is basically breaches anything led by your technomancers, and then... Technomancers? Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Where, where... <laughs> we know where the admin version <laughs> yeah. yeah, so basically, it's just a very short list of units get the buff, which is right. upsetting. Because if it was on the Rust Stalkers or the Taraxi, like, yeah. suddenly that's interesting, but it's not yeah. on them, so... Um, no. That's a shame. No. So it's just basically the electric that's it, thank you. Yeah, preachers and um, the breaches and the priests and the other two units. So there's something yeah. maybe there with taking breaches. The list that we were playing around with does have two squads of ten of the uh, the priests. Oh, I love in that. boats. Just, I do like you know, the priests in boats. Uh, that was always something I like. Getting them up to three attacks, they do death wounds. It's vaguely interesting. I think there's yeah, something yeah. there. It's not necessarily yeah. like the the most competitive, but I think it's a fun way to play Admac at the moment. Yeah, nice, uh, awesome. Yeah, I've also okay. been doing old world hobby. Before we yeah. uh, we managed to miss that. Oh and no, I, that's not. Yeah, I've I've I was going to do Chaos Warriors um, because I have you know fifteen year old models in a box that I lugged home at Christmas, uh, and then someone else in the chat said, "Oh yeah, I've got my Chaos Warriors coming." So, great. Yeah, it does it does go that way sometimes. It, it yeah, it does. <laughs> so I've got uh, quite outside my wheelhouse actually, and I've got here some high elves which is Ooh. very not the sort of thing that i would have done back in day so uh it's one of the only fantasy armies that i didn't collect so i'm interested to to put them on the table they look they look solid they look yeah, very cool good. models and their play style was i think pretty fun right because they used to castle up really oh i'll be going forwards yeah castle up and move forward right <laughs> i feel like i've, I've the two it feels like everything just goes and then, and then there's like some real hand. shenanigans once they hit each other, but you, you're always hitting each other. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, for for context, the list that I've written for 2,000 points, it'll probably change. You can have uh, up to 1,000 points of characters. Uh, nice. I've got like 952 points of my, my army. Of I, I vibe with that. That's a way to live your yeah. life. There is no dragons in there as well. I was going to say, are they all have dragons? No? <laughs> there is a griffin and there is a phoenix, but no dragons. Excellent. Right, we're going to shout out some people in the chat. Uh, we've got Gitly Gaming, who says more like data's late. Yes, indeed, we'd like that. <laughs> says hashtag Edmech. Yeah, Edmech, maybe that'll happen nice. one day. Um, Shirin says monolith hype. Yep, it's going to be a lot of monolith chat today. It's just going to happen. Ultimate Funk is in. Hello, Ultimate Funk, saying your sacrifice is valued, Ed. Don't write us off. Um, Shirin is also here. Wonderful to have all of you here. Thanks very much for tuning in. Um, we're very good at self-promotion, possibly the best. So we are going to do the Plus Roundup today. And Chris is going to take that away for us, Capitan. Round up the Plus. Let's go. Oh, there's so much content. We're so fucking content. doing loads right now. So much content, I would say. Um, so, yeah, there's a few things to talk about, actually. So, first of all, in terms of actual videos we've uh, released. Um, so, we've got the matchup. Plus plus for Thousand Suns, Chaos Demons, and Imperial Knights. I think that was yeah. coming out. I think that was recorded um, last week during or just before last week's podcast episode. Yeah, it, was, it came out just after that. Mm -hmm. um, we then released a bite-sized battle report. So Scrivo with his Dark Angels took on Aaron's Custodies. Um, just a short twenty-five minute battle report where they kind of what they do is they do their movement phase. They talk about what the plan is for the turn. And you then off camera they play the actual turn out before the rolling of the dice then come back and tell you what happened when uh what went down and kind of 
you know, it's just more about the tactics and the plays rather than the dice rolling. Um, Completely. Going to be aiming to do more and more of those as the year progresses. Yeah. Um, we've then got um, Unraveling the Secrets of the Awakened Dynasty for another deck from one. Um, so another cracking codex. We have my second episode of Road to the ITT. So what I'm doing is a kind of chronicling our journey to the international team tournament at the beginning of February. Episode one was about choosing how to, if you've got like 10, 15 players to choose from, what sort of things do you want to consider when choosing your squads or your teams? And episode two was how do you go about choosing your armies? Um, what, you know, in this case, it's five armies. How are we going to go about choosing the five armies? I did a video on that. And they're around the 20, 25 minute mark. And then yep. this Friday will be episode three, which will be about general things you can do as a team to prepare. How do you go about preparing for an event like this? Yep. Um, and then, as Ed was saying, daily, we have got Admech coming out. So um, <laughs> um, the Rad Zone Core was out yesterday. And then today was the Skatari Hunter cohort, which is personally mm. my favourite. Yeah, it's my favourite as well. So I think it's the most interesting. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Should check that out. I've seen a few battle reports, seems using it, and uh, it's definitely. If I could get nine dragoons and six to twelve breaches, I would definitely be trying out. If you um, want to use super chat, that's give just Chris nine dragoons worth of cash. Yeah, do, do it now. Do it now, and he'll run them for the rest of the I mean, year. It's only like three hundred quid, guys. Yeah. So, Make Chris will play Admet until the end of the season if someone will donate. No, yeah, if you donate three hundred pounds right That's now, my pledge. That's my pledge. Yep. Wait, wait, you, you're coming at this the wrong way. You need to play <laughs> an elephant. If if you donate that amount of money, Chris's dad will build the dragoons. <laughs> oh yeah, that is actually true. Yeah, actually and does. Chris will run them at events. I yeah, I forgot I he builds all, all your chickens. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. They are hell models. What a hero! What a hero! Builder. He has last year. Or two years ago, whenever it was, I admit we're good. He was running the war factory. Um, <laughs> for sure. um, what else? Well, Davey's already alluded to his bug watch thing. So he interviewed JP about podium at a super major. And then he's also done his video on how to use unending swarm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the live videos that we've kind of got out. And it's a pretty good out. set. Sounds like um, quite a lot of stuff. For if you've been living under a rock, you might not know that we made a very special announcement last week on Friday. Um, so for those of you who aren't interested and don't follow us on social media, this will be brand new, exciting information. Yep. But very randomly, last Wednesday, we got a message from um, Luxembourg, of all places. And it was, wasn't just anyone from Luxembourg. It was the captain of Team Luxembourg for World yeah. Team Championships. And basically, he said he really liked our content. And would we be interested in helping them prepare over the course of the season for the World Team Championships? Yeah. And on top of that, would we be up for being like their coaches or helping coach them at the event itself? And we could make as much content about it as we desired to. So, yeah, um, we kind of had a discussion as a team. We've bandied together eight heroes who enjoy playing um, and can kind of like scrim against them. A few of us are going to go over there for the event. We've also been discussing potentially about just popping over during the year to Luxembourg just to say hi, you know, hang out. seems fun to me. It's an adventure, isn't it? Start working on our dual passports. (laughs) 
Um, it's a really nice country. I've been been there before. I've never been. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, um, so yeah, it's obviously like a really exciting opportunity for us. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll kind of go from there. Really, see how yeah, it we'll we'll be doing lots of content on it. We like underdogs in this team. We do enjoy that, and it's it was a very fun and unexpected opportunity. And obviously, they've got in touch after listening to stuff we do and liking what we do. We are new to the team's world, still finding our feet, but I think this feels like a really fun way to sort of start stepping into that universe a bit more and, and get involved. And we're really excited to work with work with those guys over the next few months. I think it's gonna be a really good time. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited for it. So yeah, that's kind of um, that's where we're at in terms of the old content Uno. Yeah. Oh, I like that from Gitly Gaming 6 plus Pluxemburg. That's very good. Nice. That's good. That's good. Excellent. <laughs> very, very good. Um, welcome Existence UK as well. Very nice to have you here. So we are going to move to our next uh, line of reasoning. Now, Davey did have a tip for you, but Davey, <laughs> Davey is otherwise engaged. He'll be back. He's got an excellent tip. And what I suggest we do is just start talking about LVO and then as and when Davey reappears put him on the spot to give us just the tip immediately um, and just see how that fits into the overall narrative. So um, LVO has obviously just been and gone. This is still the biggest event in World 40K over in America, in Vegas, um, and a huge number of people attended. But there were a few interesting things that I think are worth exploring and commenting on, which is that there was a very small turnout and take up from UK players over at LVO this time. Not particularly travelled, was it? And uh, Art of War. And Art of War, indeed. A single one of them went. None of them went. Last year was such a big deal, wasn't it? Because we it had Vic like the talk of the town. Went over for the running. Loads yeah. of people were in the running. The Art of War people were in the running as well. Yeah, that's and hard, like hard the big, yeah. All the big UK and American names were neck and neck. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the Art of War guys were saying that they've just like moved house or something. Yes, they so, have moved to um, yes. they, they kind of couldn't wang it. The only reason Jack went was because he basically had his flights and hotel paid for. Yes. Um, and in terms of UK, no one in the UK was really going to be able to compete with Manny. Yes. Um, and yes. Yeah, so this, this, I think that was a key thing this year, wasn't it? Was that Manny was a long way ahead already, so it wasn't realistically going to be anybody taking that off him. Um, one thing I did notice, though, looking at the faction individual Best in Faction awards, was that a ton of UK players won Best in Factions without having to travel, which yeah. is reflective of a slight shift in the balance there, right? In ter- if you're interested in ITC rankings and all those kinds That's of things. UK are. events are big now. Very big, very well, regular. That Nottingham one, I didn't yeah. really particularly... Like, we were spoke so we had four guys who went four and one, and we were like, yeah, those points might well make our top ten points. And then they were actually first, second, third, and fourth. Comfortably, yeah. Because it was just I had like... two events I've been to and shat the bed running something stupid. And I'm looking at it and they've both been really good space points. Yeah, like, like, oh, you're um... an idiot. You're an idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> it turns out 350 player events score you a lot of points. So, yeah, really um, yeah, I think we've now, with LGT, Nottingham, and Coventry 3 Day and those sorts of things, we are in a much better position, our yes. top players to score a lot more points now. I think so. Yeah, and it so that, that's an interesting shift. and it's Well, it's so obviously you... just that we have the better players. That's the, oh, obviously. Uh, there's, yeah. there's, there's no, uh, there's no, it's nothing to do with the, the events. It's obvious when our, our players don't play, you know, 
their players all year, and yet we have the highest score. The the only explanation is that we're better. There's no no possible maths. It's a skill issue for sure, and yeah. undoubtedly, as as it always is in 40k, wherever there's discrepancies, it's it, oh, it is a skill issue. And the skill that we people. have is yeah, Zach yeah. is very good at putting on big events. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big up Zach. He really is. Yeah, he's done a number there. So it'll be interesting to see long term what the perception and opinion around that is. But um, actually. I felt like a little bit of magic and excitement of it was lost for that. I did. I liked yeah. last year when it felt like it was all. It on felt the like line. everyone was there, but there was also, let's face it, quite a few of the UK went over and came back and didn't give it a glowing review. Yeah, exactly. Like in terms of the terrain, like yeah. I remember in his like tour, one of the there was quite a yeah. lot. Of Player really, placed and very variable boards. Right? We heard a lot about like the terrain pack and the different boards that there were, and I was very aware of that. Going into this event, I had zero idea what the terrain pack was. I know they changed the player place slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really know what the different boards were in that. Whereas I remember it was like a much more of a big deal last year. It just felt like, I think last year, it took a bit of a hit, maybe. Yeah. A I lot of the big names, content creators, kind of in the UK and Europe, kind of went over and went, this isn't that good, especially compared to what we're running or Zach's running in the UK TC events. So, therefore... Actually, it's not that big a deal. And let's face it, we can't, not many people can afford to fly over there every no, year. No, exactly. And it falls, it falls at a time event. of year that that plus cost is tough for a lot of Last people. Last year was a big deal. Um, and this year it really wasn't. So it might well mean that next year and or the year after is more of a, a big one again. Yeah, I'd like that. I mean, I'd, I'd like a world where that and LGT are both a big deal, right? Two years ago, I was like, I want to get to the next LG, uh, the next yeah, LVO. Yeah. I mean, you know, not the one that comes. Yeah, and then then I saw what they had on. I was like, mm, I don't want to go, you know, that much. I don't want yeah. to pay that yeah. much money for this. Uh, this I'll go. I'll go for the story one day. I think it would be. It's yeah. a nice bucket list thing, isn't it? I think that's it, isn't it? For me, it's yeah. One day, one year when I get if uh, when I get an opportunity, I'd love to go. But well, it's once we're millionaires from this. I reckon. Well, that is true. That'll be the logic. If you guys could super chat in right now, <laughs> our LVO collection. There we go. I'll uh, I'll go and cast it if anyone wants uh, a co-caster. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Really oh, enjoyed the bit of good commentary. I'd love it on commentary. I think that'd be fun. Um, Existence UK, you're absolutely right. Carl Grundy was there. There were, there were, there were some Vanguard tactics. He was there. Didn't he? Yeah, he did very well. So well done, Carl, for that. Uh, my boy Jake Harding took his Votan, absolute hero. Went, I think, four um, two, yeah. and had a really good time. Stephen Box had a good time before getting the Naden. The Naden happened to him. He got Naden. It's happened to many good players. No shame in that whatsoever. Uh, Sean Capewell says one bajillion Ugandan dollars are in the post for you. So there you go, Chris. You're sorted. Um, yes. I think all that Luxembourgish money should sort us out. They're obviously stuffing our mouths with That's gold. True, they are they're able to acquire our services as mercenaries. We don't work cheap. Oh, that was one other thing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's something else I forgot to mention. We received a message the other day from uh, Snot Gaming. Um, which snot Gaming. I think it's Snot Gaming. I'm going to very quickly. Sense. Snot Goblin Gaming. Snot Goblin Gaming. Okay. Um, who are creating some terrain, which is like Lego kind of like modular fit um, terrain. And they've are uh, they're sending out to like all messages out to various content creators about whether they would like to review the um, the terrain. So um, we will be. He's gonna. I'm gonna be getting that terrain set end of January, beginning mm-hmm. of February. Exactly. I'll do an independent review on it. I'm not. It's not a paid promotion. It is an independent review. Um, maybe I should have done a paid promotion. That sounds like money for me. Oh, well. uh, <laughs> we're gonna. It's not what we're about. We're gonna. We're doing an independent review. 
Um, and then I'm going to use it in a battle report as well. And then I'm going to give it over to Lewis, who's going to use it in an event. And Absolutely. then, so, and the idea being that um, you can kind of fit it and turn it into any sort of um, terrain system out there. Yes. Um, I don't know much more than that, but obviously, stay tuned for our review. Anyway, yeah. there was a mini advert in there. Absolutely. No, yeah. And so I really agree. I, I think UK American players, you don't want them in two camps. It's nice when they move over and, and switch between the two. I think I think probably the UK pulling its weight more in terms of scores is positive for that as well. And as much as we've seen Americans coming over this way, that's fun. But you, you don't want LVO to become irrelevant for sure. That would be bad. I'm sure there's reweightings that could be done if it came to that. Davey, we've been talking LVO, mate. Do you have any tips for people that want to win LVO? Um, my, I mean... There's this thing that I've been working on recently where you, when you're deploying your army at the start of the game, mm. you screen out a monolith from your backfield. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Uh, and what you do is you just put something down so you can't launch an enormous Titanic model <laughs> and someone place it in your backfield. That's, I think, it's a big really one, isn't it? key. I'm yeah. going to push back on this. This poor fucker. Like all he's, all he's going to be known for the next for the next two years is the guy who, in the finals, got a monolith in his back line. Yeah, because making like, the LVO final 10. is already just such a phenomenal achievement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, is it game, game like, eleven? None of us that's anywhere near that. It's game yeah, ten. That's, that's, it's the tenth. So game. many games. So I, I have many so games. much sympathy for you. If you, no, if you yeah. see this, I'm I'm so sorry, man. Like that sucks for you. Hundred yeah, percent. Totally agree. Totally agree. But it's kind um, of funny, though, right? It is. It, it's funny just because that's such a disaster situation. Uh, we've all I'm been sure there, it's right? Happened to plenty of people. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I did not the same thing, in. but something not dissimilar uh, when I played against Mikey at Hellstorm uh, at you know LGT 2021. He came down, went, "Is that Orc War Boss important to your list?" I was like, "Yeah, that's where all of my damage comes from." He's like, "Cool, I'm gonna kill it," and just you know, half tabled <laughs> me on turn one. Uh, with his <laughs> his drop pod marines, I was like, "Cool, yeah, I've learned a lesson. This this yeah. was good." I've Did definitely allowed his... drop pods straight down behind me before without any doubt. Did oh, you yeah. see his, uh, tw was it his Twitter or something? No. Oh, uh, let me try and find that one minute. Oh dear. Okay. Oh, well, while dear. you're pulling that up, uh, yeah, Necrons, Monoliths, looking good. I'm not going to say that I was saying that Monoliths were incredible, but I was definitely surprised when um john and i got some pushback for saying you know talking about one in the the hypercrypt crack of the codex i don't think we go back at you on it I yeah read it so you know i was just that half, half the stratagems in that detachment only work with one so it's like they're expensive but i, I mean know they're expensive, but we, we were fun. talking about this we were talking about this in a group chat like a week or so ago um when we were driving back from lgt myself and jack um with you know theory crafting lists with multiple monoliths in and this was in the index and yeah they only got better other stuff got better around them as well but i'm a sucker for a big model like that so yeah, i'm exactly to do well i think hypercrypt allows it to do a few things it wouldn't otherwise do and it becomes move a real centerpiece yeah exactly move around uh interface with the army but it does have good interplay with the army just on its base rules but it, mm. it can do even more in hypercrypt um and at the end of the day it's a big tough awesome model so i think oh, anything that gets cool. a song out the monolith is cool i mean it's worth shouting out matt laura who won this event mm. with the with the big balls monolith play also i believe it made a double six save to stop itself from dying yeah. 
Oh, I've heard that. Well, that's Super good stuff. strong. That's I, good. I've heard his name before, play, by the way. I assume Matt just Laura, well Yeah, he's had good runs at LVO before. A couple of years ago, Custodies, couple of years ago yep. when um, Custodies just came out. The Custodies yeah, were everything. That he, was it. He was, everyone was taking bikes and yep. the whatever the main detachment was. And he went Shadow, um, shadow mm. Keepers. Shadow Keepers card? Yeah. yeah. Um, he went that. Um, which was different, and he made it to like top eight or top sixteen or something like that. Shadow Keepers was my least favorite one. That was awful. Oh, one attack. My favorite way to play. Ruined every stuff. army I like. Oh, sorry, <laughs> minus one attack. Yeah, they don't like that. They don't like that much. Um, so yeah, well done that, Laura. That was obviously a very, a very impressive run. And, and Hypercrypt is, let's face it, one of the more skill interesting. Intensive. Yeah, skill intensive. You've got to use your assets in a different way. It's not just a raw stat check. Um, it's got a phenomenal play. I think it's a really interesting one to see it succeeding. I don't think it's going to be as easily replicable success-wise as Canoptic Court is, but I think it will maybe survive any changes Necrons get a bit better or be less impacted, given it relies on different things. And, and none of those things on their own appear to be egregious, I would say. Uh, so it's going to be oh, very monoliths, interesting. Though. Monoliths, obviously. Stonks in monoliths very high right now. Now I like that. I think a lot of the indexes, a lot of the codexes have managed to make the big thing work one way or another. You know, yeah, Wraith Knights, they were quite good. Angron, Wraith Knights, Magnus, Monoliths. It's very cool. Um, Harley says, the Eldar player lost on purpose so we don't get nerfed. You're going in <laughs> the grave. You know you are. <laughs> and I'm excited for it, Harley. Straight, Harley. It's That's time to phantasm your way into the ground where we will bury you. That's absolutely fine. It's time for the elves. They might get away with slightly lighter nerfs. Maybe that's why the slate's taking so long. They're just trying to work out how to adjust them in a way that manages to leave everyone annoyed, elf players and the people that want them dead. Um, <laughs> Best sort of compromise. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Nobody wins. Harley, so, if you like elves, come join us in Old World because uh, there's yeah, new elves. Yeah, absolutely. Very exciting. I'm excited to see what elves do in Old World. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Uh, absolutely. Um, Okay, so I mean, I don't think there were many massive takeaways from Elvio. In terms of the spread of armies, the balance, the win percentages, was there anything there that leapt out to you guys? It looked pretty good to me. Admet was shit, weren't they? Admet like, didn't have a good time, no. Which is interesting, because they're like, they can bring some guns. Yeah. So I was surprised that they didn't just blow I think, I think it's what you said before, Ed, right? It's, it's yeah. like a bit of hobby lag in terms of not only is it lag, but it's also like bank loan lag. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, to buy this army, I need to take out an overdraft. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably one of the issues. And people just don't have it ready. Like, who yeah. has all those chickens ready? Especially because they were garbage last edition, right? Interestingly, it was exactly the same when Admet came out last time. It took every it, time. It, it was out. a little while before the enormously expensive spindly build that was required this time was completed. And then there's, suddenly it was just dominating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hot take. There's nothing like that in the book at all. Like, it, there's no, not I'm... gonna be anything like that discovered. Um, no. But I think there will be good players putting up good results with specifically yeah. the hunter cohort. Um, yeah. It's just last time any muppet could put planes and bricks of infantry on the board and do quite well. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, Chris. I'm just gonna upload <laughs> something. Sorry. I'm just putting something on. No, I was just uh, shit talking you because he played Admech. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It was it was funny if you were paying attention. It's okay. Sorry. Don't worry about it. No, do it's it fine. Again. <laughs> do it again, and I'll, I'll act all wounded. 
Okay, okay. Uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so Skatari cohort, yada, yada, yada. There's going to be some skilled players putting up good results with it. There won't be anything like the uh, the old results when any no. Muppet could put planes and bricks of industry on the board. <laughs> no, <board>. no. <laughs> That's so insulting to Manichima. Yeah, yeah, leave Manichima alone. Oh, no. Manich- those no, he was playing uh, buddies at that time. Adam I remember. Lane and Mike Duff. I was looking at his lists. Do you remember what did you left your Admec planes at home? We went to an event and you left them at the house. Do you remember that? And you had to get a taxi back to go so and rescue was, them. Oh, wow. <laughs> this was in um, yeah, this was in um, London. It's we my first event. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went and I we got on the bus to go to the event, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, my planes are in the second box. <laughs> So I had to get off the bus with Ben, get run back to the place, get a taxi in. I think we rocked up at the venue at like half nine, like on the dot. And I was like just covered in sweat, panicking, played into Dark Angels, sent my uh, sent my mighty plane straight across the battlefield. They proceeded to do literally nothing <laughs> and then died. And then I lost the game. <laughs> And I was like, ah, excellent. Well, I'm glad I, uh, oh, glad so I took these bad boys. I love this hobby. Such a great Good story, good isn't hobby. it? Good times. Shout good out to Ben. What a fucking homie coming with you when you've do- really dropped the ball. Yeah. Well, he just he, came with you. He just didn't He's trust me because it was his house. Uh, <laughs> it could all have been a ruse, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He set up this team all just to, to walk out with Ben's TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's the long con? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I thought general LVO meta spread looked pretty good though. Nice. It did actually. Good I mean, that top eight was pretty amazing, right? Yeah, Orcs did well. Black Templars did well. Uh, Votan did well. Um, there was a whole bunch of things. Nids. The LVO Nids did well. Exactly. Well, there was one Nid player in the top eight, and then after that, I think it was like the top sixty. But it is amazing if you think of five or players, well, it came fortieth. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like that's insane. That is so. Wow. Yeah, or four ones like you know coming that high up as well. Like it was really really impressive. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, isn't it? Because you you'll see a lot of lists there that people might try and emulate in the UK. I don't know if you've touched on this already. No, we haven't. No. That it just won't work here. Yeah. So like there's a yeah. really great nid list that's all monster mash, and, and uh, we were talking about it in the Discord. I was like, yeah, I, all the power to him uh, until we have um, player place terrain here. Which God, please don't rush to get that here. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, you you like put a monster mash miss on the uh, monster mash list on the UKTC and see how you do. If it yeah. was good, I would be playing it. I was going to say, I if, fucking if love my monsters. It, that's Ed's I, favorite. Look at that; it's in arm's reach at all times. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'll have to have a look at his list and just see if you know maybe I've missed something. But yeah, I mean, it's, you're, you're it's on right. and stuff like that. Ed, like um, my scepters, Harris Bexes, Exocrines. There we go. Look at that. There's some win rates for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have full screen, so I can't Botan see it. Followed by Death Watch. I love that. And then Necron, Zeldari, a bit more predictable. Dark Angels doing well for now. Um, Thousand Suns had a good run, so I, I'm going to call up everyone at LVO, get them to teach me. Um, and Black Templars. Yeah, just, just a whole spread of stuff. Gene Sealer Colts could hang. Very, very good. And then down the bottom, there's a few that you'd expect. So Demons, Drakari, Knights, Admech, Astromeditarum. That's um, a surprise. Well, Nassim didn't go, did he? So. Yeah, and Nassim, is it, that's the state of play that we have recorded that be coming out. I'm very excited for um, talking guard. But guard guard definitely have some weak spots. Um, and so, yeah, it's interesting looking at which ones we're able to succeed. But certainly if you compare the win rates to what was actually up in the top, there was 
all sorts of stuff, people making all sorts of stuff happen. So the fact that we have a balanced slate inbound and the game already looks like that, that's good Terrifying. news. That's very good news. <laughs> Maybe they'll make it worse. Maybe that's what the slate will it do. Seems, you know? yeah. I quite like the uh, 14 draws that Necrons had, which would imply that they drew against each other. Yeah, it almost certainly is, isn't Amazing. it? Just complete dead heats on the, <laughs> on the scores. Oh, You're saying there's going to be an unbalanced yeah. data slate, Tom? <sighs> well... Yeah, I'm hoping so, because I want Drakari to become absolute world beaters again. That would be nice. Uh, that would be my absolute dream. I think my least favourite time is when fucking Drakari are good at the game. Well, then you, and that's because you have my... no taste, sir. Well, no, keep in mind, since 8th edition, I've been playing against Rob Kimpton a lot. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob will be quite a scary prospect if Drakari are very Rob good. Rob is a scary prospect. Well, that's what Probably I mean. Yeah. As well. That's exactly what I mean. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. But yeah, we'll see. So yeah, that was LVO. As I say, not quite the sort of end of the season event that it has been in terms of the, its effect on the results, which again reflects changes overall globally. And the UK is a big old tournament machine these days, but still a lot of fun with some interesting stories. Deep striking monolith and hypercrit, like, that's just fun. That's just great. And, like, in terms of the plays to be making in a final, you compare that to just going first with a bunch of planes, which is what was happening a little while back. Uh, deep striking a Hail Mary monolith in to win a final, I think, is just beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And to keep it so low-key as well while he was doing it, because if you watch, <laughs> the Yeldar player takes their turn, and the guy goes, okay, that's the end of my turn. Matt literally instantly picks up the monolith. He's like, bam! <laughs> <laughs> he's worked it out in his, eye, in his head. And, and for him to be so chilled and be like, yeah, it's the final of LVO, and I'm going to drop a monolith in your backfield. Like, that is really, like, some yeah. high-level balls. Yeah. So do watch out for that, because uh, people will be trying to do that. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely do. Maybe we'll get... Chris, do you have a monolith? Can we do I a background? Do. Where you that is it? actually... I, that is next on my fun painting list. Do it. Just do it. That'd be great. I'd love it. Nice with a monolith there would be great. I do really want to try out Hypercrypt anyway. It's been the one that's appealing to me a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely all aboard that monolith train. Choo-choo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Okay. Well, next up we have... Oh, it's a sad time. We're going to talk about Dark Angels, right? We've had some leaks on Dark Angels. We've been shown what's coming for Dark Angels. Uh, a lot of stuff being announced in Warcom. Obviously, that book is coming out, and there have been some big changes. Got to pull one out for our friends. Well, I've not really paid any attention the to Deathwing the Knights. the incessant whining from half our team. because The Deathwing Knights. Angels. Yeah. So, you want to fill us in? Because I don't really know, apart from they now suck balls. Well, I don't think they do as such, but they've changed a lot. They've uh, got some well, cool we don't stuff. like change. Cool we'll stuff. No, we don't like we don't change. Like change. The big thing is that the Deathwing Knights, the solve everything unit of <laughs> the Angels for the last three years, uh, have eaten some big changes. So, unit size five at max. That's already rough. Then they've gone to minus one AP damage two on their big hitty weapons. Oh, that's scary. They were or, minus one eight, uh, damage three before. They were damage three context. before. Yeah. Ooh. And Catan like that, I imagine. Catan do like that. Catan mm. like that a lot. And then the points shown for them are also very expensive. So the, couple that with the fact that a lot of Dark Angels units have gone out of rotation as well. There's a few that have disappeared. I can't remember exactly which ones off the top of my head. I think maybe the Deathwing Command Squad went. Yeah, the Command Talon Squad. Talon Master finally Talon went. Talon Master's gone, yeah. And I've seen the Talon Master abused in so many forms for so oh, many years. Oh, this is it's, I've, it's... I've never seen the Talon Master played as you'd expect something like that to be played. No, it's, it's not, that's not what it's for, yeah. When it's 
bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the always only time. Absolute nonsense. Um, and I think Shireen, he says Dark Angels are absolutely fine. People are just mad you can't take 20 Deathly Knights despite, you know, not being supposed to spam units. I completely agree, Shireen. I think there's some good stuff there. I think the Deathwing detachment has some fun looking tricks in. We, we um, know that. But Dark Angels players don't know that. They don't know that. Well, they do, but, but why can't I put 30 in my arm? They're a bit sad. And they keep appealing to their 40% win rate, which ignores the fact that most Dark Angels players have just been running Dark Angels in different detachments for most of this edition so far anyway. Yeah. Um, and thing to know as well? There's still got 10 detachments to choose from. Yeah, which I wasn't sure they'd get. They've got more detachment choice than anybody else, and they can lose most of their games with all of them. And I think that's yeah. really exciting. I think that's a really good place to be starting from. Um, maybe the data slate is going to... Imagine if the data slate just puts the old Deathwing Knights back in. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be like, surprised if their points go back to yeah, a reasonable yeah. level. Like the that, points, I'm expecting the points that. do seem nuts to me. Yeah, but there's—I mean, for those who haven't seen it, there's some quite fun turn one deep striking, close deep striking stuff you can do with Deathwing. three inch deep striking. But if that had been on a ten Deathwing Knight brick, a lot of new players <laughs> are just instantly losing. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Can Dark Angels take a monolith? Because that might solve their... Uh... That would help a lot. Uh, maybe that's what they're adding to the slate. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening to this, please screen out your backfield from five <laughs> deep striking Deathwing Knights. <laughs> that's not so easily done with a three-inch deep striking. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, invest in infiltrators. Maybe infiltrators are back with all of these three-inch deep striking armies Infiltrators around. were never gone. They were gone because GSC ate a bullet and people didn't need them anymore. But they're definitely they're definitely relevant again now. Uh, the list that I've seen, people were running like a single brick of. Yeah. Um, just because they they're a great backline holding unit. You can yes. just put them there and jobs are good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll see for Dark Angels. It's not. It doesn't look inspiring at this moment in time. It's not one of those. Oh my goodness! It's going to be everything in the world kind of books. But both the detachments look flavorful, and this is, I guess, going to be the issue Marines have, which is when you're juggling. Let me just stop you there. Cross multiple. <laughs> Let tough. me just stop you there. And uh, this is with a re immediately revealed the problem with the codex. You went both of the detachments look flavorful. Tom, there's three. I one know so, there's three. One's so fucking dull, you didn't even remember. It <laughs> yeah, but there's there's new ones. We've had some version of Unforgiven already, haven't we? Yeah. And again, no Dark Angels player. Every Dark Angels player took one look at that and went, I'm going to play the generic ones. Uh, when as I was long as that's an to... option, it's going to be hard to juggle these different things. I yeah, think. obviously John and I will be going through them in depth, and I haven't yeah, actually will. looked at them much yet because I've been looking at Admech rules just non-stop. But um, he was more positive than some of the other Deathwing players we have because he's saying, sure, the things that were good before are no longer good. Yeah, Look at it as a new book. You know, yeah. there will be new things, like you say. Being able to deep strike something three inches away, turn one, is horrendous to deal with for some armies, especially yeah. when that thing's going to be some sort of terminators. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty scary. Like what? veterans get Deathwing keyword now. I want to see Asriel with some Stern Guard getting plus one to wound or or well, something. You can you can do that with Hellblasters as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, units of ten Hellblasters getting plus one to wounds real. Because the character that's joined to them gives them the Deathwing cue. Yep, there we go. There's yeah. one that I hadn't immediately thought so there's, of. There's some combinations, and I think probably part of the loss is just that actually Dark Angels had 
a reasonable bit of consistency between ninth and tenth in terms of there were a few of the staples were still very good. Mm. So they haven't had to sort of respec in the way that you know some people got absolutely respec immediately by what was going on in tenth and had to completely adapt and change. Poor Elder, that stopped. Poor, El- poor Elder, Elder had to bring a completely different set of things. Suddenly it was wraiths and D cannons yeah. and all sorts of shit that was relevant. Yeah, it's tough. So I think that's part of it, and we will we will see as soon as you've got. Turn one deep striking and three inch deep striking in the mix. Mm-hmm. I don't think, as we've just seen with Hypercrit, I don't think you can rule out there not being something great in there. Um, oh, and just, I think done. Deathwing character, um, like inner circle characters, can now join Terminators. I think mm-hmm. John was saying, yeah, believe great, it. that's fucking cool. That opens up so much. Yeah, so like, it's some exciting stuff. Yeah, and it's going to be a case of digging and finding the combinations once we've got a book in hand. So, I mean, if you want that, then cracking the codex, John, long time Dark Angels player, and Ed, guy that they has are my favourites. Yeah. They are they're my favourite of all. Are they actually? The yeah. Oh, that's nice. I back in day, I had fourth edition <laughs> Dark Angels codex. You know, not the not the thick one, the thin one that was a supplement. I have a very specific memory of a white dwarf, and it was you remember then they do the battle reports, which was like four armies fighting over something in the middle. Oh, yeah. And one of the armies was Dark Angels. I remember thinking they looked very cool. And it was like Black and Yellow Tyranids was one of the other ones. And it was mm. it was a great battle report. That was I remember. I do remember thinking they looked quite cool with the robes and stuff on. They have the but best aesthetics. I just have contempt for them now because I've played against them so often in our team that I just, over time, you get jaded. But I think now I have to forgive them because Deathwing have died a death. For now. Yeah, Deathwing are dead. Trunkwing, Deathwing. Yeah. <laughs> Transhuman, two up armor with armor, oh, attempt, four up involved, five don't. up. Five up feeling off playing with the apothecary. I can't remember. And Six then it would up. just bring the guy back. Yeah, yeah. I was playing tower that time. That was great fun. Yeah, they were. They were rough. They were rough. So we'll see. I'm excited to see what people do with new Dark Angels. Um, okay. Next up, we have I fought the law. I'm going to tell you a little story about a unit. Can I just say? Tom? Oh yeah. Yeah. For the first time in our channel history, we've just hit 40 live viewers. Oh, thank you, everybody. It's lovely to have you all here. We've we've been around the 38, 39. So the first time we've ever hit 40 today. 40K, 40 people. Hello, everybody. I am going to read you an excerpt of lore about monoliths now in celebration (laughs) of the LVO win. Don't scare them off. (laughs) Hold on, 25. is more emblematic of Necron implacability than the monolith. Like all Necron constructs, it is composed of living metal, complex semi-sentient alloy that ripples and flows and adapts its structure. It has targeting matrices, motive units, power conduits. It's capable of instantaneous self-repair, which makes it one of the hardiest vehicles in the Necron army and incredibly daunting prospects. So it's an incredibly dense armoured thing with very dangerous shooting. But its formidable armor comes at the cost of speed. Due to a monolith's ponderous bulk, it cannot move at speed. Unlike other Necron skimmer vehicles and more mobile units. So if someone finds a way to pick that thing up and drop it down somewhere else, they'll be very, very pleased with themselves, you would imagine. It can muster enough firepower to be considered a small army in its own right. And it can also teleport... Um, other sort of friendly units into battle through the Eternity Gate as well. A truly terrifying prospect. Nothing in here about it phase teleporting in the middle of a battle. I did look through. We've um, genuinely dropped to 35 viewers. Oh no, I've killed it off with the monolith chat. I'm so sorry, everybody. But uh, that's where we're at. <laughs> that, was Eldar, that was Eldar players all just like signing yeah, up. Yeah, like, oh, I don't want to hear it. 
man. I did wonder why you were doing that, why you were reading like a bit of text from a codex. I was like, sound, I've got eyes, I can read myself. And then you got to, it's incredibly slow. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a little joke there. Just okay. Just on the ponderousness of it. Now man. I get it. Yeah, it's now it's funny. <laughs> Too much of a slow burn, though, I think. Anyway, yeah, Scriver says Dawn of War flashbacks. I don't know if anyone played Dawn of War with the one with the Necrons where that came out. I think it used to teleport in, right, the monolith? So it would ha- you would be able to drop it in somewhere. So I think that's a bit of what Hypercrypt is on about. You, know, you get a big green glow and suddenly, boom, there's a monolith there. Um, so I think that's the main thing there. Um, Sharini says monoliths do generally attack from the skies, which is probably where the Deeks right come from. Yeah, but do they attack from the skies, land, go back up in the sky, then land again as many times as they want? That's the question. We'll see. Do you, um, reckon, do you reckon they'll FAQ that? Nah, well, I like it. I, think it's I don't fun, think it's an it? issue, but I'm just I saying, it's reckon... I think it's fun. And then I, I hope there's a guard detachment where you can put parachutes on a Bane blade and it can just. <laughs> just... Well, then pick them up again. I yeah. just, I just <laughs> want to say, everybody <laughs> thinks it's a genuine issue. Have a mate who's got a monolith. Find one in a shop somewhere. Take a tape measure. Tell me what the fucking dimensions of that unit are. And if you think it's an issue that you're unable to screen out. You know, like realistically, a 14, 16 inch circle or something daft, then, uh, you know, get back. <laughs> I look, I, I actually looked at this. It's like this, the size of a small dinner plate. It's massive. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Mm. Um, I pre- yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd quite like to play against it. I'm curious how Votan get on with the monolith. It feels like a good thing for them to have about. Well, in the, is it the semis or quarters he played into the, I think it's the quarters he played into the Inari build. And he kind of sent yeah. it over to a corner and was like, I'll be fine. And it's so often the case, just a few Eldar shots later and this thing was nearly dead. Then the beast yeah. pack charged in and dev wound it. And yeah. it was dead. And Laura was like, oh, shit, that's a problem. And that was yeah. the only game he drew. Like, I think five fire dragons and Fagan would just kill it. Right. Yeah. So if I they go out of Falcon, I think they just kill it. Stone yeah. dead. Twenty-two wounds, I think. Twenty-two. I think yeah. it's, it's toughness thirteen. That's obviously like the thing. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, and it's got two up save, and you can give it a four up. So in cover, a two up save is also really good. But yeah, twenty-two wounds. It just takes three or four big guns just to get through, and um, suddenly you're sweating about your monolith. Like, yeah, absolutely. I think the the general power of these sort of three inch deep strike detachments is that a you can't just screen acres of space with like a low knot. Suddenly that's not good enough. Stuff's going to drop in and get and punk low knots, which I think is actually quite healthy because there was a few armies really abusing that. And then, but the thing that's really annoying, and once you play Hypercrit a few times, as as with other things like GSC, is that you end up standing in stupid places to stop things from happening. It's the same with interceptors. You stand in stupid places. You don't want interceptors just landing on a point and just taking it free with like rapid ingress or something. Um, or you know, dropping in and, and stealing your points, but then that puts you in more trouble because you get shot by other stuff. Because you've got to, you can't just hide behind walls because there's a risk something's just going to drop down and steal your points. So it's it's a real puzzle, a real puzzle of positioning. Um, okay, so I think we can move towards listener questions now. Now we've got a bunch in the Discord, but seeing as there's so many of you in tonight, I strongly encourage you chuck a chat chuck question in, chuck one in the chat right now. Um, if you want to, you can super chat. Yep, super chat, very much an option. Um, but we welcome any and all questions and we'll attempt to field them. 
as well. 44 folk, in fact. 44 oh, folk. Wow. They knew the mo- they waited for the monolith story to be over and then they, yeah, they joined. <laughs> He's reading law. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we welcome any and all chats. Do get your questions flowing um, and we'll start digging through the Discord now as well. So yeah, we're not even on. at an hour yet, so we need like an hour of questions for us to yes. handle more. Yes, we can really that. indulge today. This has been a snappy show. <laughs> yeah. I, I promised a snappy show. You know, I said, I said that's what we'd do. Um, and that is what we have delivered. So Chris is doing a fantastic job, by the way, hiding the army that he's. he's uh, yeah, I know, I know. We know it comes on sprues. <laughs> yeah. We know that much. Oh, I'm going to field the Sindri question that's just come in first. So Sindri says, who's jumping on all croup first? So I was winding Jack Chapman up like months ago about the Tau book. And one of the things I said was, it's going to be all crew. All you're getting is crew. There's going to be a crew detachment. Crew going to be the best thing in the book. And then they have legitimately just dropped all crew <laughs> with a crew. And I don't think you believed it when you said it. And I did. Oh, I was saying it to antagonize him. Yeah. It, was, it was fully to take the piss. Yeah. But I'm here. I'm really here for it. How do you guys feel about it? What do we think Love of it. all crew? No? Did no, you know that they, they yeah, worship Gork and Mark? That's so cool. Do they? Yeah, they worship Gork and Mark. That's ridiculous. Uh, is that I, correct? That is correct, man. <laughs> is that something that was written 20 years ago and has since been <laughs> removed from all traces of law? I, I don't know. You, you, I, I heard it off someone else. I Googled, oh, it, yeah. it, it, yeah, I Googled it and it came up saying, yeah, they Can you provide Gork me a, a, a sourced peer-reviewed journal on this, If please. you could fact-check us, Crute worshipping Gork and Mark, we'd appreciate it. That'd be very useful. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it's really cool. I think one of the things we always talk about with Tower is the, they don't have this push or combat or some way to get involved in and get in the game outside of shooting. Yeah, but when I say that, I want my melee fucking crisis. I, back. I know what you want. I know what you want. But crew instead, oh, I just think it's great. Nah. Yeah, the models look sick as well. Eh? I am. I very... love crew, and you know why I love crew? Because they're cheap pieces of shit. That'll just do things. Crute Hounds, yeah, exactly 24, point, 24 points for four models back in ninth edition. Fantastic. Mm. I don't want to take an entire army of that rubbish. Uh, I want models that will do things and then some cheap scoring stuff. And the cheaper, the better. But yeah, you're telling me I have to take a whole army of this shit now? I'm, I'm very curious. I'm curious. I, I want it to land as the single best way to play Tau. Oh, I think God. that would be an amazing time. I just think. The sheer drama, if that's it what it is. It would upset all of the town. It would it upset everybody. You don't even play Tau so, anymore, but I'm upset. Yeah. You'd be a croup player. You I wouldn't would be a Tau player. I would not be a croup player. Oh, I'd love it. it I'd come back this time before, in three right? months when Ed has a croup army. <laughs> Existence UK says, kind of hoping the Crutox rampages are like Bullgrinch. Yeah, something like that would be nice. I think just stodgy. D3 mortals on the charge. Not too expensive um, pushing it. Goes a long way for them, really does. As would any little janky sort of scoring pieces that doesn't involve losing valuable Tau units. So, yeah, we'll see. But the models certainly look great. I think it's a really cool box. So, next up for questions, we have How would you beat the Necrons list that won the LVO? Screen out the back. I'd shoot it with plus one to hit and wound. I think with an, with army wide yeah. plus one to hit and wound and see if that did it. Does he have the ability to get through like durable stuff? Like he's got a lot of immortals with no AP, mm. um, really. So does he get through? He's got like, some gorse immortals actually. 
Mm. But does that make a big difference? It doesn't. Your, your point still stands. He yeah. does lack the heavy firepower. What did he have in terms of Catan? Did he have Catan? The Void Dragon and the Nightbringer. Mm. Yeah, I feel like Votan probably don't hate that. Yeah. If you can drop the monolith. Which, last time I tried to kill a monolith, I killed it so quickly that I lost all my berserks for no reason because they were just out and it was already dead. It was like, oh no. That's what problem is right there. Yeah. Do you know what his run was? I can't bother to No, I don't. Know. I know obviously he beat Eldar, or Drew with Eldar beat Eldar. Um, in the semis, he just played his ultimate dream matchup. Yeah. Which was unending swarm and just stood there and just hosed it down. Um, I'm not sure what. Who asked else. the question? Was it one of our UK viewers or was it someone? It from was the States. Hannibal, who we actually met at Nottingham. So thanks for saying hey, Hannibal. Yeah. Um, thanks, Hannibal. I'd Good. probably just play thanks, on guys. UKTC and be like, where are you going, boyo? Yeah. Um, I've brought models that can screen and you struggle to walk. Yeah, he doesn't have a huge right. amount of killing power. I think it's a nice list. You have to remember he's a Vega player. Mm. Absolutely. Gone, like, you know, gone a lot, really long way. So the six plus plus answer to this would be practice into it and learn learn how it works. Learn what you can. That's a proper answer. That's a real here for. Uh, And yeah, I think that my my answer would be bring three monoliths. Ah, that was yeah the anti monolith vaults. No, I don't. I mean good models. (laughs) Get out of here. I literally no idea what they're doing. They're vaguely interesting. Could they teleport three inches away? Yeah, but they're an even bigger model. Oh man. I well, I guess boys. you've measured to the base, so I guess it's the same, I think. Yeah, yeah I've got my new... Um, that's what we'll take for teams, Tom. Three Tesseract bolts. I'm here for it. Yeah. If it, Honestly, if it's Old Slate, no, I can't fuck up another event. <laughs> I think... I think yeah, let's... I'm going double Wraith now. <laughs> let's just let... No, we've got to take it seriously. I mean, I to... last hurrah for Dark Angels. Lee. Yeah, so Paul's just we're just letting Paul out in the garden with his nights to I'd feel bad if we let down Lee because he's just yeah. always so good and so focused. Like we've <laughs> got to bring our A game because he's so good. We, we, do, uh, we do. We have to. And then we're just level. here fucking sat in the sandpit going, oh, I don't know. I like castles, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next question, Sai says, if you were given the opportunity as part of the next data slate or even this one, to make one change to the existing GT primary missions, excluding the extra mission rules or secondaries, what would it be? God, that was a lot of words. Get rid of deploy servo skulls. If you can make one change to the primary missions in the in the GT primary. The primary missions? Oh, God. Mm. <sighs> make them interesting. Like, make the, um, mm. the actual primary scoring less dog shit. Because right now it's just be on your own objective and one other objective and that's probably fine and that's yeah. so dull make it so you have to scrap over at least two of the middle objectives like that's what i want to see oh that's a great shout i think having that's what a having guy with 18 wraiths would say <laughs> I, every one of my armies wants to scrap over all of the midboard objectives yeah. that is my my jam yeah i feel like yeah there's maybe one too many like just hold one hold two one in there isn't there probably yeah, i agree Probably just a little bit. Also, just put Data Scry Salvage back in. I loved that shit. That was a great time. I really miss that mission. It was so stupid. Very, very. Bring back Stranglehold. Oh, Stranglehold. Yeah. My favourite time in 40k was when I could play Stranglehold until the last. And I just didn't lose. Like, because I was playing to the last on uh, units of the 
Carnifexes that would <coughs> drop when they came down. So if you killed two of the three Carnifexes in the to the last squad, <laughs> I just hide the last one. But it's fine because I was getting you know fifth you know max points on Stranglehold. I got near max points on to the last. It was uh, mm, delightful. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh man, our next question comes from Entropic Tyranny. You know it's my favourite name in this chat, Entropic Tyranny, so thanks for piping up. And he is asking the Bug Watcher specifically a question. And he is saying, what is the most competitive Tyranid detachment right now? Davey. Well, I mean, if you look at Eldar, right? Unending Swarm is pretty strong, right? Because it, it just does a lot of things that... Um, it does, it does, like, so Tyranid's biggest strength is scoring secondaries. It's possible because weakness is scoring primary and keeping primary for five long turns that's what trainers want to do they're not going to table their opponent they need to play five turns and score in every single turn to win the game so you've got you've got to make the game slower you've got to like use assets wisely and you've got to score that primary all all throughout the game and unlending swarm gives you the most shit to do that with mm. um so my honest opinion is that at the moment that said you know invasion fleet does very well um i think there's some there's a really cool like synaptic nexus build that does very well into into teams events mm -hmm. like so against eldari for example um and then the other two are trash um i think vanguard has play as well i think oh, no, sorry uh, yeah vanguard, vanguard oh, right. a good run on vanguard yep. yeah i did have a good run on vanguard it, it, it's pretty fun it's, until you play purge of the four <laughs> um, or, or take and hold and and that's why you know if you, if you watch my recent video on unending swarm you'll see that actually the scores that i'm getting on purge the four and take and hold are so much better than i was getting on on um vanguard on with vanguard on yeah. slot so yeah i would say it's unending swarm highest, is really strong. win rate doesn't it i think endless swarm has the best win rate of the sub detachments at the moment um i I think so. I think it does, yeah. but only with like three weeks worth of data. So it's yeah, super small. Yeah. I think right back a couple of weeks. It's actually, I think, Invasion. Hmm, no, it might be uh, Vanguard Onslaught that has the highest win rate, but it only has a few players. So, so Nids, I think, are one of the armies that vary the most depending on what mission pack and terrain yes. layout you're playing. Uh, in a way that the more durable stuff, like if you're playing Marines, you can probably kind of just do the same shit everywhere. And you're like, oh, I've got some oh, to trade from. Uh, but I feel like, especially the LVO run we saw from Inva um, Unending Swarm, because it was so open, because it's player placed, um, you've kind of got to bring all the bodies to be able to hang it at all. There's less yeah. room for those cute tricksy lists, yeah. uh, unless you're playing necrons and then you're playing cute tricksy lists with really tanky models so yeah yeah that's the thing right is yeah. that there's always someone who's going to absolutely bop you in the face whereas unending swarm brings a problem that not everyone can answer so yeah, I, yeah I, and it's it's a meta read as well right everyone's gearing up to kill the katan and the wraiths uh, and everything else that's good and you go well i'm just going to bring a load of t3 t-shirt save bodies what are you going to do about that kill them yeah. oh i brought them back and then you're going to get charged by world eaters and space wolves, and um, and that was that was my biggest issue. So big learning yeah, experience. I think to me speaks of the position that Nids are currently at, and we'll see if the data site changes it. But the truth with the Nids book is that it's landed well balanced, well balanced internally, good mix of things, but not strong. And so that means that whenever, whatever angle you take with Nids, you're teching for some things, and you won't be able to cover everything. It's just not a book that has that kind of can answer any type of build thing within it right now. Whether that changes, we'll see. Um, but I think it's an amazing asset in teams because you can tailor it for particular things and it will work that way in singles, but there's always going to be something out there that's got its number because that's how a book that's actually in a, in a 
can properly balance spot should generally be in feel. Um, Special Meats in the chat says it's probably still Invasion Fleet and Tropic. And I agree, Invasion Fleet is probably the most all-rounder um, in terms of the flexibility into different things, the ability to adapt for different things. But as you say, Davey, you know, the, the, the raw sort of stat power of Unending Swarm is also pretty good. I like the idea of Entropic Tyranny and Special Meats hanging out. They have such different names. You know, <laughs> two words tacked together, but completely different imagery conjured up there. Entropic Tyranny, Special Meats. I like it. You two should definitely Love it. That sounds like a show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next question, and do keep them coming in chat if you'd like other questions answered. Our next question is that is from SD, and it says, other miniatures games often give out promos for participation in events, thinking Star Wars Armada, X-Wing miniatures, with their alternate art, ship, cards, acrylic accessory, etc. What sort of participation prize would you like to see given out at 40k tournaments in 2024? participation prize well, i'll tell you one thing if you cast your minds back to when me and Aaron went to barcelona we got so much free stuff just for buying a ticket yeah so much stuff um and that was pretty cool it was really really cool i think in the uk it would be awesome to get some something yeah even if it's i don't know it, it's something that has like nottingham gt on it 2024 or 20 yeah yeah like stash right yeah yeah i think that would be really Dice, cool Dice collectible cards fun. collectible cards Chris makes us cards. Whenever we do a team's oh, event, yeah, Chris, makes, right, us, Chris makes us lovely little cards for the factions we took. So actually, Chris makes sure we get our goodies to take home. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think a little bit of stash would be quite nice, right? I think the. I think if um, I do like the idea of like the old games days, right, where you would go to games days and you'd get the orc war boss who's mm. standing on the ammo dump. That's sick, man. Like those, those, those. Um, I look back at my my teenage years playing forty k. And they were the models that stood out to me. I still remember them more than any other model because it was like, that was the limited edition. Games Day 2009, baby. Oh, Chaos Warrior Lord. Oh, I remember that model. That was I awesome. got two of them. Yeah. Exactly, right? Sick. I'd love that to happen cool. still. Like if, if uh, they did a model for the LGT, for example, or LVO, that'd be really cool. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think... Hopefully, as events continue to grow, that this, yeah, it's all the, the the pomp and circumstance around the event is really nice. It's good to have that, yeah. and have people coming away feeling like they've been to something special. I always think good events thrive on that. If it, for example, John Scrivens's Warzone Faustus events, where you always get something cool, you get some cool dice, you go get a few things to take home, and I think it's very nice. So, little plug for John wherever he is, presumably editing content for us somewhere in a room as we speak. <laughs> Um, Sean Capewell asks, do you think the winner abused the fact that in the US their meta is very considered and measured as in wasn't going to expect it? Uh, or Oh, I see, expect the all-in is what he's saying. So US players standing off each other, not necessarily going to expect the massive, aggressive play. I mean, there's some Americans over, yeah. are more aggressive. Not, not in 40k. No, in 40, well, Art of War aren't. Art of War are very like Heidi. Yeah, but in general, I've heard that UK players are quite defensive compared to Americans who just. Yeah, it's about? interesting. You play here, mate. How often have you been near tabled on turn two? Never. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously good <laughs> That's obviously a skill issue. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was there is a kind of beautiful symmetry to the play for those that missed it, right? The 
teleporting an obnoxious, large, powerful unit in behind the enemy uh, is something else I love to do. So, and the fact that they had it done to them is, <laughs> is, an, is an all-round good time. And the fact that the opponent then bounced off it and lost immediately is also a good time uh, because that happens to a lot of people that try and kill the Incarn as well. So I think, yeah, it was, there was something about it. it was, you know, we celebrate, oh, Eldar lost, new army wins. It's like, yeah, it's doing the same shit though, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same basic principle. Here comes something horrible. Um, and let's, let's capitalise on the advantage. Uh, Sean says that's because Chris does the tabling. Well, occasionally. And I also, more importantly, say we're now up to 50 live viewers. 50? That's way too many. 50, Take it easy, way. guys. That's Chill out. 50, surely. Surely too many. We're just going to keep being entertaining and keep Can you pull up a list of the names of the viewers and I'll pick 10 to leave? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fellblade's in says, Evening, folks. Lovely to have you here, Mr. Fellblade. You are welcome. Paint Because you've says, commented, you're off the list. You don't have to leave. I have a question. How badly did the Dark Angels rules writer get bodied before he wrote the codex? Mm. Yeah. I got touched by Paul. I, could, see, could have been. I'm, I'm still not on the the, the sky's falling train. But no, I'm not either. I'm not either because I think they got some incredible tools. If you if they still had the stats on Deathwing Knights that they have now and the tools they just got, everyone would be going insane. It yep. would be very scary. Uh, so you can't have all those things at once, or that'd be a bit much. So it's it's reassuring that it looks half thought out in terms of balance. It's a bit of a custodies player problem, and I'm not saying that Dark Angels are like custodies players. That oh, they, are, they are, though. No, no, that would be hard. You know that they are, because they both have the same plan, which is run to the middle well, and good at Warhammer think, no, by rolling scores and win the game. I don't typically hear Dark Angel player whinging, so, you know... Oh, I'm no, 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 sorry. I mean in terms of the overall style of the death. Yeah, the, no, no. I, I, here I, it is. But I think it's a very similar problem in that they're going to have to play a very different style to what they were doing, which was yes. play the non-Dark Angels detachments with the good Dark Angels units. Now it might be play the non-Dark Angels units like Sternguard or Hellblasters in the Dark Angels detachments. I don't know if that's how it's going to go, but I'm very interested to see if it is. And I think that takes a lot of time to wrap your head around. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I think I think there will be adaptation. So Deathly Nights is still incredibly durable. Um, probably a bit overpriced, but very durable. Are we seeing super, the Sindri comment? No, Super Strudel, most aware Custodes player. Um, good on you, good on you. <laughs> super Strudel says, as a Custodes player, I'm offended, but also it's the best description hey, of me. Did There's you, no did shame you go, in that whatsoever. Did you go onto Reddit to bitch and moan? Because if not, you're fine by me. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, I actually have played against Custodes, played against um, Lee Jones' Custodes, um, a little while ago and they they do need some more stuff they need some buffs they definitely do so even though they're not my favorite army in the world i, I do hope that they get some cool stuff um sindri has a little joke here as well i'm confused about people being sad about the da leaks i thought we wanted csm to get nerfed i think i think there's a good one above that as well with dark angel because uh, oh, yeah. the sky's fallen yeah with dark angels everything is fallen <laughs> very good. i got time for that very very yeah. good we've got um well, uh, UK number one player Jack Ty has dropped in a question a while ago. I'll pop it up here. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. What suitably silly list should I take to Saffron Slam next month? So far, the writing I can borrow, find it to borrow, is taking 2,000 points consisting only of Leviathan box contents. Oh, I That's love that. Interesting. I why, do don't you know the, why don't you take the two sons list Tom went three, two, two or three? With? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just win the event. <laughs> Jack's, Jack's won a Saffron Slam before, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. I mean, Jack, did you get one of those massive trophies that we all got for winning teams? Because <laughs> I, asked, I asked Lewis, I said, next event I come to, can I run that as an actual model? 
uh, and he said, absolutely. So if you've got a trophy that you've won from Saffron Slam, put it on a base, whatever model it is, play it as that model. Mine was the Swarm Lord, so it's actually sized roughly correctly. You might have some difficulties if it's like a normal Space Marine. <laughs> Fuck it, it's Kalgar now. Or not Kalgar, <laughs> um, Gulliman. Uh, but that's the answer. Take whatever trophy you've got from Saffron Slam, whack it on a base, and build an army around that. If you want us to um, put up a community vote as to what you take, Jack, just shoot us some options and we'll put it on yeah, our yeah, yeah. They are very cool. good at finding the thing that's going to make your life really difficult. They, they've got a real knack for it. Um, so, Jakari, yeah. Jack. Take Jakari. Don't take Jakari, because I want to take Jakari. No, well, they're mine. They might I have been buffed by it. then. So. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's no longer a meme answer. Jack says he's got a big CSM Terminator. Yeah, just run that as Abaddon, I guess. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> so, going back to the Discord for some questions for a moment, we have Ultimate Funk, who says, I find when designing lists that it's usually easy enough to pick like the first 1,800 points. Do you have any tips for picking that last 150, 200, and best tips for iterating with that, mm. particularly when practice time is limited? My strategy is spend most of your waking hours thinking about the list and just sort of lie in bed and change it endlessly and then play some games with it and then yes. change it endlessly and then play yeah. some more games with it but like yeah if you can put a solid like 60 hours of mulling into a list <laughs> um you'll probably be happy with it by the time you take it to it yeah. no biggie it's sort of yeah you can't win with it you're never gonna have the perfect list right so i think it's just quite nice changing that up regularly and trying different things i can't really run the same list twice i get incredibly bored incredibly quickly so, but obviously no. the proper advice is that <laughs> Fuck off. um you know you would play a few games with a list and then you would take change a small element or consistent element of that and plug it in so maybe you've got your 1700 points and you like put a couple of tanks in you play two or three games with those tanks and then be like, actually, does that help it? Or it's the fact that you get to your 1,800 points and you say, I know I'm good into XYZ matchup. Exactly that. But this is my weak matchup. Um, what can I put into my list to help me? So I don't know, if you've got a weakness to World Eaters, can you add some um, Infiltrators um, yes. into or Scouts into yep. your list um, so, um, to help block that out? Um, yeah. it's just like those that's the sort of thing other things I would recommend doing is deploying your army and seeing um, if you can just even if you do it on TTS or even I've been known to do it on PowerPoint and just get your get, I, get, I know I know Ed I know I know I use the UKTC maps on PowerPoint and then basically Fair. estimate how big every unit is um, oh my word yeah you had yeah. me up Not, until you oh, said you know estimate. I love a PowerPoint have you seen any of the videos I do that I is do. true I, know, I do know you love PowerPoint it's a bit ridiculous I love Excel and I love a PowerPoint um, <laughs> the, um, but yeah if you do that and you can also find out like you know do you need things to screen, a, screen up space you know i.e. a monolith um, but also you can um, if you have an idea of where you want to move things and then you'll see gaps in your plan um, you know is it speed yeah. And a lot of the time, to be honest, whenever people are building lists, they build like 180 points or 1,800 points of the absolute unit, like big, strong, battering units, and then go, oh, actually, I do need to score points. Yeah. Uh, you do tend to find a lot of people will do that. So yeah. generally, the answer is fast-moving infantry um, <laughs> or fast-moving bikey kind of things. Mm. And just I would, a quick I would expand always... on that. 
Um, I think you're you're almost right in saying that they've got 1,800 <laughs> points of battering, but it's it's 1,800 points of whatever you're biased towards. So if Chris was to write a list from scratch, it would probably be 1,800 points of like small score units that would be playing around the edges, and then maybe he would have to force himself to put something a bit bigger in. No, where... Chris would be 100 1,800 points of what everyone else is playing, right? Oh, yeah, but that's the 200. Is, he always expresses himself in that last 200. You know, he does to his oh, credit. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, like, I, I felt that here. That was, that was brutal. It that's was, yeah. I mean, because it's, it's true, right? Davey's yeah. got a, a history of, you know, dropping some harsh lines. He never, never liked me the Davey. first time we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right, going to be well, Chris's first time. I think for the next bat rep, boys. Make it happen. Chris will show you. Chris will show you. Chris? Uh, if there are any weird characters, get them in. 200 points of weird characters is a surefire way of losing slightly more games than you're used to losing. I recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> nice. uh, we've got a few more questions in the chat. Sindri asks, with the rise of Necrons and potentially unending Swarm, do you think Death Watch might see an increase in play? Are they just too specialised or underpowered in the current meta? Ed, what do we think? That's spicy, and I am right now pulling them up on Wahapedia. <laughs> Um, Whenever you ran them, they were real good at killing aliens. Oh yeah, but they've changed a lot, haven't they? It's the uh, frag cannon anti-infantry. Uh, the frag frag cannons are no longer anywhere near as good as it used to be. I can't remember the change, uh, for that, but something about it makes me sad now. Some of the synergies with the strats and the internal workings of it got got really badly nerfed, didn't they? <sighs> there was something. Yeah, I think it was the strats. So maybe you like you look at the outside of the Death Watch detachment. Um, yeah. data sheet buffs i don't think they have any i think all of their buffs against xenos um really come in from the detachment <coughs> i don't think they come in from the um the data sheet so i'd, you'd, I'd have to get back on that one but i'm i'm interested to see because you can get ooh, each turn you pick one of the mission tactics once per battle you can just put straight precision on your crit hits that's not Ooh. bad if we're playing against Necrons. They're jump up, jump down as well. That's uh, one we should test. That's one we should definitely test. It's because they, they are surely... I feel like they'll probably get a buff because they've dropped off entirely, haven't they? Death Watch? It they don't depends really what units they can get because they've always yeah. had reduced... If they can get stuff like aggressors, then... Like, if they can just take the good units, then I don't see why they wouldn't necessarily be. Uh, that's a great fucking question. Who said that? Who said that yeah. in chat? Sindri. Sindri. One of two Good Sindri's. Good question, that, yeah. Sindri. Other uh, yeah. Sindri step up your game because you've got you've got uh, something to live up to. That's um. <laughs> oh god. Get me gaming asked what if my greatest weakness is my knees, but I'm not sure what that was in reference to. I think I missed the moment <laughs> in which that came. <laughs> um, it was, as someone it was who's building... one of his one of my greatest weaknesses is my knees, and it's just tough. Wear a brace would be my. He had some bangers this episode that have gone. Unnoticed. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I've oh, not seen five. Gillian here before, but Gillian's come in all guns blazing, and I respect it. Um, Mr. Fellblade asks Tom, how low would the GSC Magus have to be pointed if you take one in an army? Pretty low. So it's a psyker. It has no psychic range weapon. It has the ability to give a unit a 5-up feel-no-pain against psychic attacks specifically when the Icon Ward gives a 5-up feel-no-pain full stop. So a bit of an issue there already. And then it's got a minor buff to make something minus 1 to hit if you're within 12 of it. And uh, there's just not much that will not still kill a GSC unit anyway, even if you do debuff it. So it just doesn't have much of a place. I used to love the Magus. I ran it all the time with the old... Uh, there was one of the little custom buffs you could juice up the psychers. I used to love that shit. Um, but sadly, the Magus doesn't 
really have a place or a role right now. I think the Icon Ward's just better. Just take the Icon Ward. Five up Fiona Payne is very nice if you are taking that. Okay, so we have... Harley says, what changes to Eldar do you think are needed? Oh, Harley, it's not about what's needed. No. It's about It's about what's right. And what's right is putting them out of action for six months. Because um, then I'll play them again and that'll be fun. Nah, I think it's Night Spinner, isn't it, really? Mainly. Night Spinner's the main offender. Um, I don't like Way Leaper. I yeah. don't mind that so much. Yeah. There's loads of armies that have that sort of thing. Yeah. He's not he's coming not, back to life on a 2 with a melter gun. <laughs> that can fight in front of your face and just drop a 6 and kill whatever it shoots at. <laughs> yeah, but he's very expensive now. for kill it twice. How many points Easy. is he? Like 115. 115? That is a lot. And that, is that with the buff on him as well? No, if you're in no. Phoenix Gem, it's 140. That's not cheap. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. I think he's okay. Shut the fuck up, Davey. They are, so, sorry. Also, as we've seen, he can't keep a monolith out of his own garden. I'm, so I'm, I'm back. Really I'm back on the Death Watch. Um, oh, there we go. Okay, okay. So, um, big big shout out to John, who has been messaging me. Uh, Tome of Ectoclades, 40 points. Put it on a Watchmaster or Captain. Once per battle, after you select another moment's target, you select a second enemy unit. And each time your models from your army make an attack that targets either of those enemy units, you can reroll the hit roll. And the wound roll. Oh my god. Once per game, you get Old Oath on two units. Now, that, if there's not anything to put there, like... That, that's going to absolutely do Necrons, is it not? If you can get close enough. I think there's something there. Yeah. I think there's definitely something there. Um, and, you know, Ed, don't you have some Death Watch? Uh, I have a lot of <laughs> veteran bodies. <laughs> well, you've like, got the 3D printer, the uh, oh, we should test Death Watch at the team's practice. Oh, God. If I had three weeks, I could do that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Good on I, Sindri. My, my print is going uh, now. Genuinely a good call, If they get anything resembling buffs in Slate, they genuinely... I mean, they Necrons are one of the things they're meant to be good at dealing with, so that's interesting. That's very oh, interesting. God. I'm just looking at the fucking... Which Genuine innovation from wounds. the chat. What a chat we have. Yeah, Cooking up it. solutions to the problem. I'm I'm seeing Inceptors and Hellblasters. Not Inceptors. Uh, what's the, the tank called? The floaty tank? Um, oh, no. The Impulsors. The Impulsors with Hellblasters. That's like where mm. my brain immediately goes when I'm like, I can reroll wounds again. Mm. Mm. There's a lot of shots. Mm. And lot. my ability to get sustained hits doesn't, you know, comes from my, my mission tactic. It doesn't come from... Uh, like a data sheet rule, so my boats will be able to sustain it as well. Mm. Scary. Yeah, this yeah is fucking... that's one for the lab, isn't it? <sighs> I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. I was, about, I was literally about to say, well, Ed's not going to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, though. It's an exciting time when there's things to be solved. Um, yeah. Gitly Gaming also says his jokes, or their her jokes, often go under the radar. Very nice. Just, just keeping them rolling. They have keep been on the form tonight. Yeah, I really appreciate it. We have now run out of questions, everybody. So it's your last chance to get a couple in. We're approaching the one and a half hour mark, so this feels like an appropriate time to wind down. But because there's so many of you and it's been so fun, if you do have any final questions, we will field them now. What are you going to paint your monolith like, Chris? Um, same as the rest of my army. What colour so... will the big crystal be? Blue. So my ah. necron army is um, kind of like this 
antiqued gold effect, which is, is I found it ages and ages ago before I even collected Necrons. I saw this really nice looking Necron army on Facebook and was like, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just, Do that. just grab that just in case I ever connect, collect Necrons. Like one year later, hmm, I guess I'll use this. So yeah, it's like Warlock Bronze and then you just dry brush on like Balthazar Gold, Retributor Gold, bit of um, silver, wash it, Agrax. It just creates this really nice effect. So it's that and then blue, um, yeah, blue glow. It's basically the army colours with a red basing. That needs to get in a bat rep. Needs to happen. Needs well, to happen. Well, if we don't take World Eaters, I'll be painting a test model for my secret Old World army. Um, and then uh, I'll be also painting the monolith is next on the block. Super so cool. As that's done, we'll get a bite-sized battery. Yeah. I reckon we should get some votes up for what we run in some of those. I think that'd be good. Um, Jack says, how many acolytes should I run in my new GSC army? 30 most, unless the Goliath truck becomes cheaper. Then maybe more. They are very good. But um, 30 is about right. That's about the most that you can really expect to utilise. Sharini asks, uh, is there a faction that you'd refuse to play no matter how much you were paid to do it? Go. Davey, what would you never play? Name an army you'd never play. Tau. Okay. Ed, army you'd never play. Struggling with this. Maybe Drakari. Yeah, maybe Drakari. I just don't... It doesn't click for me. Couldn't do that to Rob. No. Um, Chris, army you'd never play. Space Marines? Because... You have played them once. Well, yeah. We but filmed the narrative having, report. And then having a big army of them and just never playing it. I have no interest in playing them. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I really struggled to get excited for Space Marines as well. Though Blood Angels, I did really enjoy. Uh, custodies for me. There's enough Custodies players out there, and it's, yeah, it's just not my vibe. Um, you don't have a Reddit account either, Tom, right? You guys have really come in with the questions, by the way. So well done. That, I mean, I'm very impressed. Absolute flood of questions here. So, oh, go to bed. I don't think so. No chance. Entropic Tyranny says, "Do you expect Dark Angels to become a top faction with the new Codex?" No, it no. doesn't look like it. But and I was saying this the other day, it's Dark Angels. Every time Dark Angels comes out, horrific skew in a Ravenwing variety and a Deathwing variety is attempted and is out there for a while. And so, until that is not out there and being done, I will not believe it. I think there's something. I think there'll be a shooting list around the Deathwing detachment that has my interest. <laughs> uh, Mark Kirkham says, "I miss all the eight bound. What happened to them? They're all in the rhinos, mate. That's what they are. Just hiding away in the rhinos. They're not allowed in rhinos, Tom. It's exalted eight bound that are in the rhinos. Is it only exalted that can go in rhinos? Yeah, because uh, you can't have eight bound keywords in. But exalted eight bound have the exalted eight bound keywords. Absolute keyword. scenes, isn't it? Absolute scenes. Um." And then Existence UK says characters giving out Deathwing keyword to get FAQ'd like Cryptex slash Immortals. Who knows? Who knows? I guess we'll see how abusive it is and whether it's causing all sorts of problems. Sindri also says, have you looked at the Beacon Angelus relic for the Death Watch? Ed, get it up. What does the Beacon Angelus do? Uh, from memory, because it's always about repositioning, I think it's, uh, it's quite expensive, 30 or 40 points. And it gives you rapid ingress for free, and your squad has deep strike when they didn't before. Yeah, that's fun. Basically, there might be some fun stuff in there. Maybe. Yeah, it's worth looking. At. I reckon. I always. I think at the time that Vanguard came out, a lot of Deathwatch stuff synergizes well with Vanguard. So there's no reason you can't lift some of the things people have been doing very commonly in Vanguard and make it work in Deathwatch with the tools that are in there. Um, it's just whether some of their specific units have enough oomph to get it done. 
Um, but certainly, when something like Necrons is doing well, they make sense. They make a lot of sense. Uh, boop, boop, boop. Everyone's listing the armies they don't want to play, which I totally get. Lee says that my answer is, is Death Guard, which is just factually wrong. The reason <laughs> I'm so annoyed at the Death Guard, the whole Death Guard thing, I quite like them thematically. They're an army that play into the way that I like to play, and I liked them in 8th and 9th edition. I wrote loads of lists around the... Um, the stupid detachment where it was all like vehicles and you could yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could just with do the, some the bullshit furnace, the furnace with, with the invun and all that crap with or... um with epidemis where you were running yeah, demon yeah. engines and you'd get buffs because your demon engines would kill things in rules that were clearly not meant to be put together which meant that they worked quite well together uh, and i i toyed with putting that list on the table quite a few times i yeah. like death guard i just don't like they they're not tanky now it's it's they're not what they should be that's fair that's fair. I'll be interested to see where they go in the book. I, I I don't hate the direction they're going in with the it's some of the AOS books for Nurgle do this, whether it's sort of chippy, debuffy, grind mm. you down over time, mortal wounds spilly, and it does feel like they're getting there with Death Guard giving them that, but it I, it's just not a style that works in yeah. particularly in UK meta where well, just sure, that's cute, I'm just gonna shoot you to death. Yeah. yeah. Have you considered everything in the open dying? Yeah, me sound. I, I haven't sold my Death Guard though, so when that book comes, I will genuinely have a go on it. But um, yeah. it's not on the list for right now. Um, Scrivo asks, "What Xenos auxiliary would you like to see added to Tau?" Oh, not more fucking Xenos auxiliaries. Yeah, one more. No. They've got the little wingy ones, and they've got crew. You need yeah. a third. Why? Why do you need a third? What niche do you need to keep the other two company? I think. Oh, friends! Wasps. Yeah. Xenos friends. Wasps. 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 Spiders. They have wasps. Spiders. They're the winged ones. Vespids are wasps in a way. Wasps, yeah, a big vespid that is a wasp. Uh, well, okay. Now, now, if we're talking, you like know, a monsters, huge bug. Now you have my attention with like a little towel vest on and a if, massive stinger. If I can run a brick of crisis suits and tyranid monsters, now we're talking. So it will plug into the crisis suit unit. So you've got six crisis, but you also have this massive ablative wasp. And it can just take all of the wounds. I think we call that shield drones. <laughs> yeah, it's like a new version of the same phenomenon, but with Everyone a cool those. stinger that gives that. them some melee punch. Jack says Poxmongers. That's right, Poxmongers has some cool stuff. Um, wonderful. Okay. We're going to call it there, guys. I think we've hit about an hour and a half. It has been a wonderful show. It's been amazing having so many of you here. It's been a giggle. Hopefully we'll have movement on balance and other interesting things to report back on if not i guess we'll probably be talking about build up for um itt and stuff like that won't we because we've got a training weekend this weekend we're gonna get in the shed lose to lee church for a few times learn some stuff i can't wait for it it's gonna be a great time uh, and we can talk a bit about that uh, and don't forget to pray to the data slate gods every night guys until thursday yeah, hundred percent. Please pray for balance. Pray for all all things good for you. Obviously, we are Six Plus. We are here making new content. Do give us a like and subscribe if you want to join in on our Patreon. We've got that up and running on the YouTube's. Um, just yeah, keep on supporting us as as well as you can. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you all again next time. Bye bye. <laughs>